0: Okay, welcome everyone. So today we are looking at our Confession of Faith, uh, Chapter 1, Paragraph 4 and 5, or 1.4, 1.5. So if you can find that, either in the Old or the Modern, like the Historic Text or the Modern version, (coughs) either will suffice. And maybe we can get one person to read 1.4, and then a second person to read 1.5. I'll pray, and then we'll start. (coughs) So whenever you have it, just raise your hand. I got 1.4, and then you can read it for us. 1.4. So if you got it, just raise your hand. Or if you'd like to read it, just raise your hand. It'll definitely be good. Did you raise your hand? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I can read it. Sure. The authority of the Holy Scripture for which it ought to be believed and obeyed dependeth not upon the testimony of any man or church, but wholly upon God, who is true himself, the author thereof, and therefore it is to be received because it is the word of God. Thank you. And 1.5, much longer. I'll, I'll read it. You read it? All right. I'll thank you, Andrew. Uh, okay, so we may be moved and, and, and induced by the testimony of the church so high in reverence in the holy scriptures, and the heaven, heavenliness of the matter, the efficacy of the doctrine, the majesty of the style, the content of all the parts, the scope of the whole, which is to give all glory to God, the full discovery of makes of the, the only way of man's salvation, the many utter incomparable excellencies and in the entire profession thereof, Thereof are arguments whereby it doth abundantly evidence, evidence itself to be the word of God, notwithstanding our, our full persuasion and assurance of the infallible truth and the divine authority thereof is from the end of work of the Holy Spirit buried with us by and with the in our hearts. Thank you. Um, thank you for reading those statements. If we have time, we'll get into the intricacy of 1.5, uh, but I want to cover at least 1.4 today then maybe get into if we have enough time, because we're going to limit ourselves to about 30 minutes. I think that's the only amount of energy I have for today. Uh, So we'll get to as far as we can within that 30-minute frame. Uh, Let me pray for us, and we'll begin. God, we thank you for this time that you've allotted for us to study together and to just understand some of these things that have been uh, left with us to learn from and gain from. I pray that um, as we just study together and as we converse, that there would be uh, greater insight and understanding into what these statements uh, read. So we thank you, pray all in your name, amen. Okay, um, just out of curiosity, as you read statement 1.4, are there any like questions that immediately jump into your mind or, you know, any elements of 1.4 that jump out at you? You kind of see something interesting in, in the wording or would like to know more about is there anything like that if not that's okay but just wondering if there is an immediate question or thought that pops into anyone's mind and if you do have something just raise your hand and love to hear what it is <clears throat> I'll read it one more time just, just to refresh our minds I'll read it in the modern version <clears throat> the authority of the holy scripture because of which it ought to be believed and obeyed does not depend upon the testimony of any man or church but entirely upon God, its author, who is truth itself, therefore it is to be received because it is the Word of God. Any thoughts, questions, comments immediately that jumped out to you? Anything there that kind of scream anything to you? Nothing? Great you're gonna get into questions now okay so um, well, I mean not great but yeah, it's okay the authority of the Holy Scripture right so we've already discussed um, we discussed a couple things in regards to Holy Scripture right? or in regards to uh, the Bible we've talked about its inspiration we've talked about its source we've talked about its canon uh, we've talked about like in the very first segment like general special revelation why the scriptures are needed right Today it says the authority of the Holy Scripture Just a thought like, or just a question What, is, what, what do you think that means? The authority What is the authority of the Holy Scripture? What do, what do they mean by that? Or what do you think it means? When, it talks? when we're discussing the authority of the Bible Or the authority of the Word of God What does that, what does that mean to you? I'm going to pick on people that I think are thinking <laughs> And then uh, I'd love to hear a thought No one looks like they're thinking. (laughs) Everyone looks confused. All right, let me let me jump to just anyone, and then say anything if there's anything on your mind. If you want to pass, you can pass. Oh, and welcome Hannah. Hi. Um, I want to jump to Joy, (laughs) because she's tired. (laughs) I love to hear what comes out (laughs) right now. The authority of the holy scripture. What do you think that means, or what do you think that implies? My understanding of it. Yes the truth it's like our first source the source right. of truth okay it kind of dictates everything else that we learn, and learn okay so it dictates everything what did we talk about last week that the holy scriptures are the, the ultimate rule of two things okay one is life and the other was faith faith in life so, so rules faith in life so it is Authority of the when when we talk about authority that you have in your own life, right? What kind of authority figures or sources of authority exist in your own life? Just brings just shout it out. What? Parents, Parents, okay. Parents are form of authority. Government. Government, Yep. teachers. Teachers. Anything else? Anyone else? Sorry? Police? Yep. like tied to government. But yes, of course, uh, police officers for sure anything else any other authorities pastors in a sense if you're christian in the church hold authority anyone else or anything else sorry bosses, bosses at work yes yeah I, I thought that would be like number one thing that comes out but i thought it would be parents or bosses but yes of course uh supervisors managers people over us in work um have you ever thought of like legal policies as being authority over your life like governing law, would you consider that an authoritative voice in your life? I don't know if a voice is, voice is the right word, but a source of authority? It's not a person, right? It's a document that is passed, and how does that document uh, exercise authority in your life? It just has some sort of Sure, it has governance uh, in determining how we act. Sure, like how we behave in society, right? How we function in society. Um, anything else? Any other way? Like any other sense that you get, like how, how like a piece of paper that is agreed upon in our legal system as being like this is law has authority over you, right? Any other things like that that you can think of? Not necessarily not a position of, like, person of power, but any documentation you can think of that has power in your life? Other than the Bible. <laughs> laws. Laws, yeah. So legal policies, laws, or even, like, even simpler things. Landlord Sorry? Landlord agreements. Sure, contracts. Contracts. Contracts hold, in a sense, an authoritative mandate, right, in your in whatever is agreed upon, right in those things, so there is uh, a consequence to breach breach of contract or breach of term or any of those things, right um, so when the divines are talking about the authority of the holy scripture and then comma because of which it ought to be believed and obeyed because of which or for which it ought to be believed and obeyed, comma, so let's get rid of that middle statement of the for to obey part, but let's just read it without the commas. The authority of Holy Scripture depends not upon the testimony of any man or church. Pause. Why would the divines include, remember I told you, like divines included every single statement or word in the confession of faith with reason and thought? Why would they include this statement? That the authority of the Holy Scripture does not—they begin with what it does not depend upon, does not depend upon the testimony of any man or church. <coughs> Why would they include that? What do you think? So we don't get it mixed up. It mixed up. Uh, what? What is? What is I'm exactly? What is? Like, yeah. Thinking that like the law is. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, we're going to get there because obviously we read it, but the authority of the Holy Scripture comes from then who? <laughs> God, right? And it is His Word, the Word of God. He is truth itself, as the statement reads, right? And His Word is and its authority is sourced in it being of God and from God, right? But why would the divines include that the authority of Holy Scripture, although penned by a man and executed, if you will, or preached and utilized by the church, that the authority that the scriptures hold does not source itself or depend itself Upon the church or any human being? Why would the divines include that? Why would that be the first thing that they tell you? We do like, the church or people to speak into the word. We want to speak into the word. Why do we not want that? Because we are. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, because we are like fallible, errors, culture, it's like it's always changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want the source of truth to be truth itself, and we want it to be infallible, not fallible, right? It cannot fail, right? Um, can you think of an example of when we source its authority in man or in the church? Like, do we have examples of this? Why did I turn this on? It's so cool. <laughs> Any thoughts? Because the vines are reacting to something here as well, right? They're responding to something that is happening in the church and they're correcting this behavior and or preemptively uh, asserting the scriptures authority and dependency upon God before a different thought could occur. Do we have an example uh, within Christian history like of, of, of that authority source being flipped or changed? Instead of being the Word of God, that it is a church, the church's authority uh, is above the authority of the Word, or any per- one person's authority is above the Word. Yeah. Yes, Roman Catholicism. This is a response to the Catholic Church. Why? The, any testimony, if you read Catholic uh, doctrine, you can read it today, you can just simply go on to the, uh, I believe it's, CCC something.org like You can read their entire like uh, Doctrine and Statement of Faith One of the statements is that In the Catholic Church The authority of the church And it's preaching on the word Holds greater authority Than the authority of scripture Because the church is preaching From the Bible The Catholic Church is determined that The voice of the church Is a higher authority Than the voice of the word of God or let's call it the holy scripture right they've also determined that the pope and his teaching and his uh i guess his voice holds greater authority than the authority of the holy scripture as well why is that dangerous we've already dealt with the fallible component but why is that why do you think the divines found that to be uh, incorrect and why that could be problematic for the church for believers. The question, yes. Um, does it actually like explicitly say that our like we hold more authority than the word itself, or that It wouldn't be it the word. It? it wouldn't be we. The church, the Catholic Church, would define it as the teaching from the pulpit. So the the priest would hold greater authority in terms of how he is interpreting, because they believe that God is empowering uh, the priest or the person who is preaching uh, to be able to basically extract or exegete the text in a manner in which is appropriate for the congregation Mm -hmm. there is greater authority in the voice of the leadership of the church than there is in the actual voice of the scripture itself Mm -hmm. right it's not to say that they diminish the scripture to be nothing or meaningless it's just a different hierarchical structure and that is what was happening and they had to default to that because uh problematically like early on in like when the reformation in the early years of the reformation um the catholic church had to respond to a lot of uh, the things that the reformation was stating and one of the things that they were fighting for was sola scriptura the scripture alone was the authority uh and the man we don't hold authority over the bible right because it is the word of god and so to combat that one of their doctrines ended up becoming exactly that the authority of the voice of the leadership of the church uh, so the priests and the cardinals bishops pope um, and then the singularly the pope They even at one point in their history had a doctrinal statement stating that the Pope was infallible, which has been rescinded now, because that's obviously not the case, because they've had some whack Popes, right? Um, And so, uh, that is unfortunately like, you know, they have had to adjust in this way, in this manner, right? So is it explicitly stated in that manner? Not the voice of every member of the church, but those who are inspired to preach on the Word of God called into uh, the priesthood. So that is a very yeah very good important distinction to make. Um, but why is that like really dangerous? Why would that be problematic? they can interpret it incorrectly. They can interpret it incorrectly. That is a potential reality. What else? Why would that be problematic? Like if we as a yeah. And then there's an even just, um, very good point, and that's that's very close to exactly what I want to say. But it really gets down to just simple logic, right? If the Word of God, like this is the irony of the Catholic Church is that they are claiming that the Bible is the Word of God, they agree with that, but then they say the the church has been given, has been given authority above the Word of God to preach on the Word of God, to teach it and execute it, um, I don't want to say better. But with higher level of authority than the scripture itself but if you agree that the scripture itself is the word of god why then would the voice of the creature be higher than the voice of the creator it's absurdity right it's so to the divines it just made no sense to like flip flip that that order that authoritative order is extremely dangerous why because if you agree that it is the word of god but then say that the church's voice or any testimony of any one man or any one person has greater or higher authority than the authority of scripture, what you're essentially saying is, one person or any persons could have and may have higher authority than God. And that is crazy to think about. And that's why, like when we talk about inspiration, that it's inspired by the spirit, that it was not necessarily physically penned by God, but inspired by the Holy Spirit, Uh, throughout thousands of years across more than you know more than 40 authors um, put this thing together and canonized and it is the word of God like we believe it to be the God breathed word that how could a person hold greater uh, office or greater authority than what the word of God is teaching and if that is the case we have no way to now filter out who is actually like Focus. Who's wrong? Because now our filter has lesser authority than those who are preaching on it, and thus we can't go to you know if we have two colliding ministers with two different ideas and thoughts. And this happens in the papacy, like in the pope, like you have the recent pope, right? The current pope, who's very like on the progressive and liberal side for Roman Catholic standards, Uh, very welcoming of like other religions, other beliefs, uh, even like LGBTQ stuff and then you have like previous popes who were like hardcore against that stuff. And then you have people like somewhere in the middle, you know, etc. And so the popes don't even align, but the office itself dictates and mandates by Catholic law that that office cannot, is is the highest of authorities, the highest voice in the Catholic church, right? So like, it's weird that it's just inconsistent, right? So when this happens and the word of God is diminished below the voice of people well we stop hearing the voice of God the voice of God stops being our uh, authority and if it stops being our authority then we have no consistency across the church uh, everyone just starts preaching and believing whatever they want to do and in some to some degree this is why when you uh, deviate from inerrancy and you deviate from this understanding scripture, Holy Scripture as the authoritative word of God well you no longer become a Bible, Bible-believing Bible church. You lose out on Bible-believing Christians. And when you lose out on that, and that diminishes, well, then what do we really become? We just become a bunch of people who, you know, manipulate the faith to, to mold it and shape it into whatever we want it to be. Right? And that's... Okay, I'm going to make a joke here. It's not funny, but it, it's, it's a joke. It's, you just become like United Church, right? You just do whatever you want. right? And it just becomes wishy-washy. Do you see the problem? Any questions on this? I want to make sure you understand it. It's really, really critical that you understand this. That's why even though I preach to you, and I preach to you to the best of my ability, and as the Spirit inspires me, and as God has uh, allowed me, to interpret the text and exegetate it and share it with you. Share with you what I'm learning. Share with you what the Spirit is convicting me on. Never treat my word as higher authority than the word of itself. I can be wrong. I have to readily admit that to you. It's like, sometimes I'm preaching and take it for what it's worth, but you know, don't live your life in accordance with what I say, please. Like, please don't live your life in accordance with, right? Like believe the same gospel that i believe and let's read the same bible right but i'm i'm not your savior i am not the voice that should be dictating every single thing you do in every single moment of your life that's god god will will you and, and, and the spirit will work in you uh, and convict you right i'm just an instrument for some of that conviction and, and, and inspiration and some guidance right that's my role i hope that makes sense it's really critical the divines recognize this. The Protestants recognize this. The early reformers recognize this very issue in the Catholic Church. And they are responding to exactly that. Right? Um, so let's go back to that comma statement. Because of which it ought to be believed and obeyed. What are the, what are the two things it ought to be? It ought to be believed as the authority and obeyed as authority right that's how our legal system works as sasha and jet were sharing right our legal documents our policies ought to be agreed upon so believed as being the morally right thing and we should obey it that's how a civil society functions right and as a church and as a community when we have the bible as our authority and as our guiding principle and the main voice of all we do in our in our moral behavior then we, con- we begin to conform into Christ's likeness right, as we obey that will the will of God um, we are not to depend on man or even church, church is a great thing God has instituted and there's purpose behind that but it's not to replace the authority of the Holy Scripture uh, and then they just make it crystal clear comma but entirely upon, one more time who? God who is God? He is the... What does it say? <laughs> yes, He is God. God is God. Truth. I am who I am. But He is the... The truth. But before that, in the that's the bracket part. But right before that, it's... But holy upon God, who is true self, the author of Scripture. We've seen this. The inspirer of Scripture. He is the true author of the Bible. It, it may have... You know, we might have the epistles, and we might have gospels, and we might have... Proverbs and Psalms and other books that are penned by different so called writers, but the author of scripture, the author of the sixty six books of canon. By the way, if anyone's memorized the sixty six books, you know you have a prize at hand today, but that the author of those sixty six books is God and God alone. Who is truth itself? Where do we see that language of God being truth? Tied to the Word of God. Where do we see that Connection being made for us very clearly in the Bible itself. Who reads their (laughs) Bible Where do we see the connection of God as truth and its connection to the Word of God? John chapter chapter 1. Can you tell us what John, summarize, paraphrase, tell us what John 1 says or teaches? in the beginning was God God. close close (laughs) in the beginning was in the beginning was the the word and the word was with God God, and the word was was God God. and then verse 14 you scan down and what does it say and the the word became flesh and dwelled among us Christ of course in the gospel of John there are seven I am statements one of them being I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to Father except through me right? and then of course we get in later epistles uh, by John himself as well as of course Peter famously writing in 1st and 2nd Peter that um, the Holy Spirit inspired men both in the Old and New Testament era to bring and pen together the word of God Course, we recognize in the beginning that word is Christ. How do we make that connection? Well, word in Greek is anyone know by any chance? You get a free Westminster Confession of Faith if you know the Greek word for word. <laughs> I'm not I'm not confident. <laughs> Close. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyone? Can you what oh, Lingo. Oh, Logos. Bogos. Bogos. Yes, yes. So in Greek pronunciation would be logos, right? Logos. The O's are the same pronunciation, so it's a logos, so joy you, I will you booklet. But uh, in the beginning was the logos. Anyone know exactly what logos means? It's the truth. It's the pl- it's the platonic idea of truth. Anyone familiar with Platonic philosophy? John was heavily inspired by this because he looked at Greek philosophy, he looked at Platonic philosophy that was trending at the time and he realized this, right? The difference between Plato and Socrates, there's a famous, famous painting between You see my iPad wallpaper actually, there's a very, very famous painting of Plato and Aristotle and Aristotle and Plato, of course, the famous apprentices of Socrates, right? Socrates is a Greek philosopher uh, and the difference between them was one believed, right, in the case of Aristotle Believed in what? That all truth existed here. That our senses could sense truth. That this is where modern science and, like, you know, the you know, all the all the modern ways of uh, observing, right, uh, theories and all of these things. Like, all of that comes from Aristotelian philosophy. That all our senses could determine what is truth. There's nothing beyond the truth that we can determine here on this earth in the physical realm. Plato argued that the truth that truly existed did not exist here at all. These are all just false images of truth. And he believed that there was a realm of truth, and he called it the realm of the Logos. And the Logos is where the true chair exists, where the true camera exists, it's where the true color blue exists, where true you exist. And all of this is just a watered down rendition or a fake projection, you know, a, a lesser than copy of the truth. And there's an absolute truth, and of course, we do as Christians. John is looking at this and he's going, Well, that's true. The real truth is not here. The truth of all truth, the source of all life, the origin of all things, the true things of this world truly exist. And the truth itself, the truth itself is the Logos. And so that's why he writes, In the beginning, that's Genesis language, in the beginning was the Word, Logos. And the Logos was God. We're with God. And then, verse 14 it became flesh. And then Jesus himself would proclaim, I am the Logos. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's John's gospel. He's projecting that idea to the Greek uh, idealists of the time, the thinkers of the time. He is giving that idea. He's filling in the holes of their ideas, right? So, this is really important, right? We have to see God as truth itself, giving us truth itself. In the Word of God, and then there's a conclusion. All of this, if you agree and you understand and you believe, semicolon, right after, or colon, I guess in the older one, uh, author thereof, colon, and therefore, it is to be. I love this word. What does it? Re- what does it read? It is to be received. received. Why is that word important? Anyone? Anyone? Why is that word received really important? It has to be given to us. Right? So we are recipients of this word, this truth, what else? (laughs) Yeah, I mean there's so many nuances to this word but this word was very specifically chosen Uh, for us to understand Scripture in a very particular light. Uh, Let me read to you R.C. Sproul and his idea on this, okay? When the early church settled on the books of the canon, it spoke of receiving these books as canonical. They did not declare the books of the Bible to be the books of the Bible, as if the Bible's authority were dependent on them. They said, recipimus, Latin for we receive. The church fathers were humbly recognizing the authority of these books, not presuming to give them authority when they stated we receive these apostolic writings as the sacred scriptures as the authoritative word of god the church did not need to declare this truth in order for it to be so the church no more gave the bible its authority than the individual gives christ his authority by embracing him as lord he is lord we are simply called to recognize it The authority of Scripture does not depend on the testimony of any man or the church. Its authority depends and rests wholly on God, the supreme author of the Bible. Scripture should be received, not so that it can become the Word of God, but because it already is the Word of God. It doesn't depend on whether you think it is or is not. It's received as the Word of God, and that's it. It is the Word of God. Right? It's received from God Its source is God That's why the divines write Therefore it is to be received Because It is the word of God That word was very precisely chosen um, If you ever get a chance um, You could Probably look a little bit more into this But one of the inspirations of this uh, particular statement If you look at footnotes on the Westminster Confession of Faith Is 1 John 5, 9 Paraphrasing, if we receive testimony of men The testimony of God is only greater um, so, there are going to be people who will look at Scripture and say, I don't know if it's of God, I don't know if it's of this, I don't know if it's that. It doesn't change what it is. right? The divines are articulating to you, there will be men, there will be people who say it is not, but that doesn't make it something else from what it is. And that's what they were trying to solidify for those who read the Confession of Faith. I've exhausted my time. I knew I would do this. But any questions? Any thoughts or questions as we wrap up today? No thoughts? No questions? Everyone's crystal clear on this? Some of the thoughts that I had was, you know, being a more logical mind, a more rational mind, I'm like, how do I know that it's that I that this really is the word of God? How do I know that it really is of God, right? I'm looking for evidence to support that theory. I'm looking for evidence that, you know, clearly identifies this to be sourced from God. And I'm looking at the historicity of it. I'm looking at its construction. I'm looking at its origins and everything. Um, but here's the crazy thing. He just doesn't give you proof of those things. He doesn't, give you crystal cre- he doesn't give you crystal clear proof of Christ. He doesn't give you crystal clear proof of, you know, the authenticity of the origin of Scripture. And we'll get to why he doesn't do that, but I think there's a reason why he doesn't do that. And he just doesn't. But it's to be received in the believer by the Holy Spirit as the Word of God. And the Word of God declares the Word to be the Word of God. Right? Um, I think it's no different than when Adam and Eve were in the garden. right? And the Word of God came to Adam and said, you know, do not eat of this tree. And he had to convey that to Eve. Right? as the priest of that garden and he conveyed it to her and all it took from satan was did god really say that (laughs) right and that's all all it takes for the modern christian to fall to all i need to do is walk into a modern church right any any old church here in toronto just walk in any you know regular believer i just walk up to them and say is this really the word of god did god really say these things that's all i need to say and i'm playing satan right and it's so easy to just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just eat the fruit. <laughs> right? Because it's so much better. It's such a like easier thing to do, and it's easier life, and it's more tempting, and it's, it seems more meaningful, and it seems more fun, and exhilarating, and better, and it makes me feel good, right? So that must be the thing I ought to do. As soon as she takes a bite, as soon as he takes a bite, it's done. That's the end. Right? The Word of God doesn't change because Satan says, is it really the Word of God? So I hope that makes sense. I don't, think it's, I don't think anything's changed since then. It's just that we have a book now, right? Maybe if Eve had a book, she'd be a little bit, you know, less compelled to eat the fruit, right? It's like, oh, here's the scroll upon which God wrote, like, do not, right? First Adam, like, do not, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, do not eat, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe that would have helped. But any other thoughts, comments, questions about anything on 1.4? Great. Crystal clear. Anyone memorize? 66 books of the Bible. All titles in, in, in the order that they are found in Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation. Anyone memorize? 1.1. Okay, we'll do this. 1.4. If you memorize it next week, we'll give you the book. Deal? 1.4? Joy, you can memorize every country and capital city in the world. I'm sure you can memorize 1.4. If not all 66 books of the Old, of the old and New Testament, right? Um, anyways... If that's it, I'd like for you to turn uh, maybe to just one person. One or two people, depending on the numbers, whether they add up or not. um, Just around you. Share a quick prayer topic. Have one person pray for both people. And conclude for today. And we'll end that way. Cool? All right. Just grab anyone. Maybe grab someone you don't know. Just get to know them. (laughs)